Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having, uh, no one's having a good Monday. Monday sucks. Anyways, we've got an awesome show tonight. I'm very, very excited. Of course, we're going to start off with some sponsors. LaurenZotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And my friend, my partner, one of the coolest people I know. I was uh, very excited to go on Lines of Liberty and do an interview recently that came out this morning um, where I actually talked about a lot of things that I have never uttered in an interview before. Uh, a lot of personal shit, so you guys should go check that out. But I got to like really give some serious shout-outs to Top Lobster. This man is amazing. Please go to toplobster.com and check him out. He made this awesome uh, the Gun Debate is Over shirt that I'm wearing and, of course, this awesome custom Break the Cycle pillow that you can order and have on your couch during the show, cuddle up with a piece of the show. Uh, use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And AnthemPlanning.com, executive producer of the show. Wonderful people uh, for all your emergency crisis needs. Definitely check them out. See what they can do for you today. So, today we have an awesome guest, like I said. Uh, he may not be Dave Smith, but he is uh, definitely heavier than 40 pounds. He can definitely build a gazebo, I'm sure. Uh, he is the host of the Individualist Podcast. He is also the host of one of my favorites, the Tower Gang Power Hour, uh, hashtag Tower Gang. Shout out to those guys. He is the world's biggest troll. He is Nick Ashley. How you doing today, sir? That is high praise, sir, calling me the world's biggest troll. I am very appreciative of you having me on. We've had some legendary guests on this show, and I'm really grateful to join that list, man. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people that have been watching the show for a while know that uh, you, we would have no audio on the show if it wasn't for Nick <laughs> Ashley. There's just no way. The man, uh, I it probably was the first 10 shows I had to call you before every show and be like, yo, I can't get any audio. I don't know what to do here. I think it was a couple. I remember, though, the one, the one big one was whenever Jacob Hornberger was on, which is one of the earlier ones for sure. But I don't think it was that many, but it was sure a couple. I think with I think with Hornberger that was the one where I finally got like the I finally got it to where it was like I didn't have to have these like digital mic cables anymore and stuff. You're like, dude, that's right. Just just make it a desktop audio. There you go. Duh. I was like, wow. Okay, cool. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for the shout out from Almighty Beach. We're already getting who is this forty pound dweeb in the super <laughs> chats. I love it. Thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your shows, man. We'll get into all that other fun shit in a bit. But you, you do the Individualist Podcast. What What is that one about? That's just me exploring and discussing ideas with people. Like, I like to speak to cool folks. It's like, you know, like you and like I just did Reed show yesterday. Uh, and I have guests on where my latest episode, we just did a Childerberg recap with uh, Cotton Arcist. 
And, uh, you know, I've had Dr. Jonathan Newman, who we spoke about earlier off recording, uh, we spoke about Austrian economics and how he discovered it and stuff like that. So I just like to have guests that are in the libertarian world to discuss how they came to libertarianism or if there's like a specific topic that like I, with James Gentleman, we spoke about um, what happened with the, the Libertarian Party debacle in Pennsylvania with the bylaw nonsense, if you remember that, I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. Um, so just depending on the guest, it depends on the topic. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, and then you have the Tower the, the tower Gang Power Hour, right? And So for, for those of you who are not familiar with the Tower Gang, uh, they are doing the Lord's work. They hate the Antichrist, um, and they are at war with blue checks and shitty people on Twitter. I love it. Uh, I used to have a lot more time to tower people. It was fun. It was a good time. Uh, but what what is that podcast about? And remember... We're monetized here, bud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like real life shit posting is the the TPH. Uh, and I am the real hosts of it are, are Toad. And I don't know if his name is public yet, but uh, the Fat Dave, the guy that runs the Fat Dave oh, sure, account. Sure. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how he's going about that. But those two guys are the ones that are like really the mainstays of the show. I'm like more of a recurring guest host more than anything. Uh, but yeah, the the Tower Gang is just a bunch of us who you know very well, like just posting single letters under people, whether it's a blue check journalist saying some stupid shit to spell out something you would get banned for saying in a single tweet. Uh, and during the show, it's we just bullshit. It's literally, like I said, IRL shit posting. And we're actually going to be doing a show tonight where we're going to be up. Uh, there's Reed in the chat. I see him now saying we're going to have Ryan Dawson and Reed Coverdale on the tower uh, on the tower gang show tonight so it's probably going to be a more serious episode because those two guys deal with more serious stuff yeah yeah you know you guys really got to start shit posting more often man what's going on i today i was the one who pissed off the whole internet let's talk about some of these super chats we got uh let's see clint griffith thank you for the super chat he said gazebos originated in egypt Quit doing constructional blackface. Suck it. Gazebos are redacted. Uh, <laughs> that's that's good. That was that was a good super chat, bud. Uh, well, I did real life blackface, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. You were just brave, very stunning, and brave. What what was that all about, buddy? What what drove uh, you well, to doing blackface? I'm a troll, man. I don't know. I just did it. Like a lot of the, I actually have been told Will Fight is in the uh, in the chat right now. The other night he asked me on on voice chat. He was like, Nick, how do I reach your levels of don't give a fuckness or something like that? I'm like, I don't know. I just am. I think it's like the right amount. Not even joking. It's the right amount of uh, like autism and neuroticism. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if I had if I had too much, which I might have a little too much after today, I kind of figured, but. Uh, if I had any more, I would just be spraying out all the time. And if I didn't have enough, I wouldn't be brave enough to, I don't know if brave is the right word, but stupid enough to do some of the shit that I do. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Top Lobster says, chilling in a pool in Florida under a very heavy gazebo. I hate the Antichrist. We hate the Antichrist too, buddy. We do. Uh, so recently, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a couple months now. I saw the change, Nick. Like, you were, you were pretty, like, chill and then all of a sudden you hit like this fuck it i don't care button anymore right and and you have just been pissing the internet off repeatedly over and over and over again i love it i think it's great okay uh i you know i had some guy today oh, so there's this the, the chair of the ten the old chair of the tennessee libertarian party his name's josh i like the guy nice he's a nice enough guy i think he's a little blue pilled sometimes um but he came to me today and he's like what happened to 2018 josh I really liked 2018, Josh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, these 
assholes online have radicalized me. You know what I mean? Like how mm-hmm. how you can go how you can watch these people attack me and my family and and all this shit for four years straight, and then when I turn around and start calling them dorks. You're going to say, what happened to 2018, Josh? Well, let me tell you, he's dead and gone. You guys killed him. You know what I mean? But so you, you, uh, you took off, man. And something happened because all of a sudden every post on Twitter is about gazebos. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, I know what it is, but why don't you explain to, to the, uh, the, the viewers tonight, what, what is up with the gazebos, man? All right. So it all started with a really offensive meme about a transgender suicide. Uh, it wasn't me that made it. It was another person by the handle of Trigic Confucius. Uh, rest in peace, because he got banned for it. Um, so what happened was that there was a whole shitstorm where a certain person who I've been referring to as number four, like number four from the kids next door, uh, because she certainly looks the part, she took screenshots of everybody that liked this super offensive meme and then posted screenshots in a tweet thread where she tagged a bunch of like her mutuals. And we're talking like people like Thomas Massey and, and big folks like that saying like, hey, look what these people are doing, liking this really bad picture. So I took a screenshot of that and then I posted, hey, I think you're the one in the picture, so you're mad about it. Oh, Jesus. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the picture was, I don't know how much I can say on YouTube, but the picture was of a somebody. I think we know what the picture is, buddy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that's that's what I meant too. Like that that that's what I was just like, f you. So this person, I, I after getting into numerous like spats with all the various loser brigadiers who we all know who they are. So there's no need to name any names. One person in particular said something about. Um, I don't even remember what the quote what what the tweet was, but he was very he was obviously very mad, and I quote tweeted it and said, "Geez, if they are getting this mad now, imagine whenever I meet them in person." Which let me preface and say that is not a threat of violence because I'm not so stupid as to threaten violence on Twitter. I've already been banned twice. Okay, I'm not that stupid. Um, so it was just me saying if they're getting this angry about shit posting imagine what they're going to be like whenever i am like in person and talking shit to them to their face which i will do uh so he quote tweeted that took it as a threat of violence he said (laughs) i build 900 pound gazebos by myself you look like you weigh 40 pounds your threats mean nothing to me and immediately i was like this is just this is pasta right here this is this is perfect so the best part about it too bro was I quote tweeted that and I just said the classic, wake up, babe, new copy pasta just dropped. And of course, it, it did kind of make itself, make its way as a copy pasta in general. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. But the more, the more like, the more widespread phenomenon was that everybody was just gazebo posting. Like, everybody was just ma- like mashing up other copy pastas with just talking, replacing words with gazebo instead. And I said something like, uh, you know, the Navy SEAL copy pasta. What the fuck did you say about me, little bitch? I'll have you know I have over 300 confirmed kills, blah, blah, blah. I just did. I have you know I built over 300, 900 pound gazebos by myself, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what really took off was that people were just, I just call it gazebo posting. I don't know how else to say it. My favorite part about the whole thing was the guy was like, this isn't going to work. People already know what I do as a, for a living. <laughs> but no, dude, it actually took off. And we had state LP accounts gazebo posting. 
I saw that. Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Colorado, who I actually commanded them to follow me on Twitter, and they did. Um, so uh, the LP Kentucky, who I know the person, one of the people who runs the LP, one of the LP Kentucky accounts, or there are multiple people run it, but I know one of the people that does. Um, so, yeah, the the whole I don't know if that guy is like for real or not. I like if you look through his timeline, it looks like he's a very dedicated troll. But regardless, if it is if it is serious or if it's troll, it's it's hilarious. If it's if it's serious, it's great. If it's not serious and it's a troll, then it's absolute art because this shit is awesome. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. It it's been great. And and so the thing is is so Ryan, I, I Ryan and I have followed each other for a long time. Ryan Dawson's the one who posted this, by the way. Dawson, right? Is his last? I think his last name is Dawson. Maybe. No, not Ryan Dawson. Uh, you talking about the guy that did the gazebo thing originally? Uh, Ry- it's Ryan something. Oh, do you want to say his name? Yeah, because I know it. Yeah, yeah Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Lawrence. Lawrence. Why did I think Dawson? Because Ryan Dawson is someone else, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyways, so so Lawrence. That's right. I, maybe it's because uh, maybe it's because Reed was saying uh, uh, Dawson in the chat, but yeah, that's probably um, what it is. So I've been following this guy for a while, and he's been following me for a while, right? And. Uh, he does kind of jump on like the blue pill, pill, like loser brigade, like train every once in a while. And I'm like, what the, f- what's going on here? And so I actually hopped on that thread where that started at. And I was like, dude, bro, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I was like, I was like, Hey, listen, dude, you're, you're like all excited about basic construction. Let's, let's be honest. If you're building something, gazebos are not the hardest one to build, right? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's just not, it's like four, it's like four pillars and a roof, man. It's not that yeah. hard to do, dude. Like, okay. <laughs> Like, you know, I've been in the trade, I've been in trades for 20, over 25 years or something like that, right? Like, if I'm going to brag about my basic construction skills, I'm not going to start with the gazebos. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? And somebody even was saying that, like, dude, gazebos are not hard to build. And I don't know anybody who brags about the weight of the things that they build. And then I just replied to that with like, I built a picnic table once. I was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, like, the, seriously, I mean, you, you could build a gazebo in basic wood shop in in high school, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Dude. But then he's like, well, it's nine hundred pounds, and I build them by myself. Like, oh. And, and he, oh. he was taking. He took pictures of one. He I don't know if it was real or not, but he took pictures of one he built, and he was like, you see that big triangle piece on the front? Two hundred ten pounds. I dare you to lift that by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only 40 pounds, so I don't know how you could do that. But I don't you, know how I, me me being 40 pounds, I don't know how you, that would work. You are really like tall, though, right? Aren't you like six foot something? <clears throat> I'm about six two, six three. I weigh a buck ninety five. Actually, I have I have a big ass and big legs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't you only see my upper body. I'm not showing it off, but I have I have a large uh, lower half. You got you got thighs like a truck. Yes, truck, I truck. really do. Actually, gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Nice. Uh, we got some more super chats. Florida Josh says Nick Ashley for president of the gazebos. Thanks, sir. <laughs> uh, Elijah Mar- Marquez says today I warned people to take it easy with the people who look like they could slap up a gazebo, and there's no doubt I'm autistic. Thanks, Nick. Uh, and we got another one from the Almighty Beach. Thank you, sir. He says S posting. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Then it's fun and games, and you can't see anymore. <laughs> uh, Man, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just saying, like, wow, you guys, you guys are really supportive over here. I love you guys. So you're, uh, so <laughs> someone said you're old as fuck, Josh. Yeah, I know. Top lobster. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. And my mom says, my mom, who's always in the chat, by the way, that is, the Cheryl Cox is my mom. In case anyone was wondering, y'all be nice to her. 
or I will come in that chat. Uh, she says, Josh built me a bunny hutch, took the drill right out of my hands. I only had it started a little crooked. It's true. <laughs> I did. Uh, so, so you're really good at pissing off the internet, man. You are. I, I, and uh, I actually, I was the one that did it today. Um, but what you really hate is agorists. Well, lately. <laughs> <laughs> what's up with the, what's up with the agorist drama, buddy? Well, it's it. I don't even know when it started. I just started to think about agorism, and I was like, "How do you solve like the thousand, the tens of thousands of people, or hundreds of thousands of people who are in prison right now for drug charges, nonviolent drug offenses? I don't know how you agorist your way out of that. You know, I don't know how you agorist your way out of the hundred something countries we have military bases in. I don't know how you agorist your way out of, uh, you know, the well." The military involvements were in outside of just the bases, but the wars that we're involved in. You know, now I know that I am not as knowledgeable on agorism as somebody who is an agorist. I'm aware of that. But I posed the question, I was like, how do you end the drug war and end the wars, like just through agorism? And they had some agorists who were in my mentions uh, replying to me saying, like, I don't even know what the I, I guess what they were saying was you change the culture which changes the politics. But my argument is that that's not anti-political. It's just indirectly political. You know what I mean? But what really got me was a lot of, I was saying this pisses me off whenever people are very callous about it. And there was somebody who was complaining about me blocking him for this, uh, in your thread, in your tweet saying I was going to be on earlier this morning who, who I was saying like, there, it is objectively true that political battles and like political action has improved people's lives and has improved the status quo, right? Like, if you, it's better for you to have a state with constitutional carry than not, because if you get caught with a weapon, you're less likely to be thrown in a cage for it. You know, it's better to have a state where weed is legal than it is not. Because if you get caught with weed, you're less likely to be thrown in a cage for it, right? That's, that's, that's just objectively improved. One is better than the other. There's no doubt about it. And objectively, some politicians are better than some others. There's no two ways about it. Um, and objectively, some places, because of the laws and because of the way the governments operate, some places are objectively better to live than others. Like, there's just no way you can argue that that I would, uh, that I would change my mind. Um, so... I said something like that where I was like improvements over the status quo are good and big boy Sal who everybody knows and loves on Twitter Sal the agorist uh, was like it sounds like you just want a benevolent slave master and we just want no slave master at all and I'm like no first of all that doesn't follow just because I want incremental or they say incrementalism or gradualism just because I do advocate for that doesn't mean that my ultimate end goal is like anarcho-capitalism or whatever you would call it like whatever the term you want is that's what i want sure i want the same end goal as you do uh that doesn't mean that i can't accept improvements over the current status quo that does not follow at all um and <laughs> there was this one the, I, let me get back to the guy that i blocked and was pissed about me blocking him because he was saying i uh, i didn't want to i don't remember what he, he, he said i got mad because he made a joke about golf clapping but what it was was I was saying, how do you solve the drug war? And he was like, well, you change the culture and then the drugs won't. I don't even remember his argument. 
But then I posted an article. I was like, Agoras didn't do this. It was an article where in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, they pardoned 15,000 marijuana convictions. Now, some of them were in the past and some of them were just like cleaning people's records so they can get jobs and shit objectively improvements in people's lives. Some people were let out of prison for this, by the way. It's not like it was just people's lives being improved. And his response to that was, oh, like golf clap. Now people can, now these people are free to participate as tax cattle. I'm like, fuck you. These people's lives were objectively improved by an actual political action. I don't know how you're going to be so callous as to say, well, just because it wasn't done via agorism, I don't like it. That's absolute bullshit. And there's no reason to be such a purist. Sure. Sure. No, I agree. I, so, you know, for me, as far as the philosophical ideology goes, I, I really do. I think agorism is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. Right. But that, that's I'm, my thing. I got no beef with agorists who are like showing people how to subvert the state, showing people how to avoid paying taxes, showing people how to 3D print guns. That's good. But it is objectively better to have a system or have a have have laws in place where the law is less likely to invade your house for having marijuana than not. I just don't see how you argue sure. against that. You sure. know what I mean? And I think that was Tho Bishop's argument. You know, I had Tho on the on the show. Uh, and while I disagree with working inside the Republican Party, he's right. I mean, living yeah. in Florida right now is much better than living in New York. There's no doubt about that. And, and I think it's the same argument with you. I mean, you know, and I, I, it's the same argument with me as well. I, you know, that's why I obviously work inside the politis, the political sphere, right? Um, but I, I've yeah. read I've read Konkin. I appreciate uh, agorism. I think it's great. I think that that you know there's many different tools, and we should be using every tool we can to try and roll back the That's... size and scope of the uh, of the intrusive government. And one of those tools can be agorism. The more people that opt out of the system, the more we starve the state. That's great. Uh, mm-hmm. There's you know probably ninety percent of the people in this country are not going to opt out of the system because they don't even know what agorism is, right? And so we can... and they're not capable of doing it either, right? So we can teach them. We can teach them about agorism and try to educate them on the on the uh, perils of of central planning and all this shit, right? But we also have to do other things to start to try and starve the state, and that includes you know working inside the political sphere if that's what you're geared for, or uh, getting into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. I mean, that's another way to do that. I think is you know taking power away from the state. There's a lot of different things to do, and so uh, I agree with you, but, yeah, I don't understand the elitist attitude with agorists sometimes, and Sal, me and Sal have gone back and forth, and I was actually on that thread, too, because uh, I popped on there. I'm like, dude, you literally just said you would pay the police to not uh, take your rights <laughs> from you, and you're yeah. getting mad at him for saying he wants to v- vote to try and keep you know some of his rights as well. So, like, what's the difference? I don't see a difference there. Yeah, the the... The thing that I got, like, I took a picture, I took a screenshot because it was just so good, uh, was that I, he said something like, something about voting not being consistent with the NAP, and he's not interested in negotiating with terrorists. And then I forget, uh, this is, so I don't know his at, but it's Grimace on Twitter, replied to that with another point, like, hey, why don't, so, so people shouldn't do X, Y, or Z? And then I replied, and should bootleggers not have, like, you know, during prohibition, should bootleggers not have paid off police to look the other way? And then he replied, with um, bribing a swine is not inconsistent with the nap or something like that. And I'm like, that's literally negotiating with terrorists. Like if, if your argument is, you know, quote, please officer, take this money instead of violating my rights and look the other way, that is literally by definition negotiating with a terrorist. I don't know how there's, there's an argument otherwise. And it was so funny that it, it was an immediate contradiction within two tweets of each other that 
he went from we're not negotiating with terrorists to we're literally negotiating with terrorists. That's and then, okay. And he was totally cool about it and then argued with me about it. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And I've noticed that among some of the, the ultra purists who are like, there's no other way besides opting out. They a lot of them do that. I I don't know if you know, but I had a debate with with Larkin Rose not too long ago. Yeah, and Larkin doesn't call himself an, an agorist, but I mean he is like an absolute purist uh, anarchist, right? And he 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 did the same thing. I mean it was like it was like he's like, well, I'll support some candidates as long as they run on a, a system of completely abolishing the system they're trying to get into, but I won't support other candidates that are trying to make your life better, even if they're if they're not telling me they're going to abolish the whole thing. It's like, dude, that's you're still you can't tell me that I'm legitimizing the system, right? Right. And then say, but it's okay to use that system as long as the candidate that you're voting for does exactly what I want him to do. That's like the same exact thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the argument of of like voting. I understand. This is my thing. Like, I understand the idea that voting is against the nap. And, and lately, I don't even give a shit about the nap at this point. Uh, really, the way things have been going. Um, but I I understand the argument that voting for like a candidate is inconsistent with the nap, or voting is inherently backed up by violence. I get that. But there's two things there. One is if you're voting for something that is objectively a better outcome for liberty, then that is good. Violence is sometimes justified. If you're considering voting violence, sometimes violence is justified. If somebody breaks into my house, I'm going to use violence against them. That's just how it's going to work, right? So sometimes violence is justified. Ergo, sometimes voting would be justified, even if voting is violence. Uh, So it doesn't follow that voting is always bad. And, crap, I forgot my second point. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, man. Uh, We're going to have to cut it now. It was a good show, man. (laughs) Take it easy, buddy. No, I'm just – so I agree – I really do agree, and I wish more people would take the Spooner approach when it comes to voting, right? Mm-hmm. Especially libertarians. Like, like I don't want to vote either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go down and like say, "Hey, this is the person I think should rule over me." I don't want to do that shit either. I don't. Like, I don't. Yeah. But I, but I work in in a party that's filled with autists. Trust me, there are a lot. But I work inside <laughs> of a party that I think, um, I think really has the best interests of liberty in mind. And so for me, it's like a defensive thing, right? And that's that's what Lysander Spooner said. He said, vote in defense. You know, if you're voting yeah. in defense, it's different, right? So these people that are voting to increase laws over your life, that's not voting in defense. That's them offensively trying to control your life or legislate morality. But if you're going down and voting against an initiative that's going right. to you know, create terrible drama in your life, that's that's defensive voting. If you're going to go down and vote for a candidate that's like, yo, I'm going to roll, da- roll back these fucking property taxes, and you don't go vote for that guy, then you know, then w- w- how else do you think you're going to get rid of those property taxes right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. Hi, kids. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down. Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Because you're not. Yeah, and that's. I think that that's kind of what I was going to make on my second point. It's kind of coming back to me now. It's if the current status quo, or if what you're going to be voting for, is just an improvement over the status quo, because 
the status quo or what you're voting against. Like say you're voting against something like a new drug law or a new gun law. If you're voting against something that is objectively infringement upon liberty, then yeah, that's that's literally like defensive violence. It's literally like self-defense at that point. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was that was actually what my second point was. I, I, that I had forgotten. We're like, we're like two peas in a pot here, Nick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm I'm a little slow sometimes too, buddy. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> words that words that make you cringe. Duopoly. Oh goodness, yes. Why? Why do you hate that word? Ron Paul said it all the time, buddy. Because there, it's 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 not that the word itself now. It's the association of the people that use the word, which isn't fair. It's not fair. I understand that. That's that's not right to do. Uh, but it's it's because it's always used in the context of like a Joe Jorgensen or a Gary Johnson. Like, yeah, in the duopoly, it's just like an empty platitude at this point. Sure. Uh, but it's also. Um, John Miles on on uh, Twitter today. Love that guy. Um, Love yeah, that he's guy. he's great. He was saying he made a point that I hadn't even considered before. That was like, it's okay for Justin Amash to be inconsistent, but it's not okay for you know Ron DeSantis to be inconsistent. Like neither of those people. Obviously, I'm not saying Ron DeSantis is a libertarian. Justin Amash is not a. There's no such thing as a perfect libertarian, but like just for the sake of simplicity, Justin Amash is not a perfect libertarian. Um, so if he is inconsistent, they don't really they kind of write it off. But if DeSantis is inconsistent, as in he's like bad on drugs, well, the inconsistency is not the problem with the mosh, but it is with you. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. No, I, I I see I watch it happen all the time. I've been in this party mm-hmm. for for many years yeah. now, and that that Beltway crew, you know, the ones that we call blue pilled or I like to call them bitch ass libertarians. That's my favorite one. Uh, yeah, they make excuses for their candidates. Mm-hmm. They do, and then they look at a guy like Dave Smith, who's like, "Hey, I'm, you know, if if I ran for president, I'm going to run on a platform of ending the warfare state, ending the Federal Reserve, ending the drug war, ending all this bad shit." But you know, I'm kind of conservative in my personal life. They're like, "Oh, he's a racist. He's a Nazi." Can you imagine calling a Jew a Nazi because he doesn't hold the same social, like, personally uh-huh. social views as you in his own home, but he's willing to end? Every tyrannistic policy that's gone on in this country for decades and decades and decades, and then you're going to make excuses for a guy who said he didn't know if Ross Ulbricht should be released or not. I mean, that's or a big he, deal. Or he was like, whenever Michael Malice asked him, if do you hate the state? And he was like, well, uh, you know, I don't know, because, uh, you know, I don't really hate anything, you know, that kind of thing. Which, like, I like Amash, no, not to shit on him in particular, but... Sure. Um, and uh, you, you get the same crap for these people arguing about Lou Rockwell. Like, <sighs> the guy, listen to me right now, Who's whoever's listening, I know some people who don't like us are listening to this because I know how people are. If you write off Lou Rockwell as less important as fucking Vermin Supreme, <laughs> you are worthless. You are not, you are worthless. There's no other way for me to say it. Like, Lou Rockwell has done more for libertarianism than probably anybody other than Ron Paul, and I will argue that he did more than Ron Paul because if it weren't for Rockwell, we wouldn't have had Ron we Paul. Had Ron, Ron Paul, Paul was the one, uh, 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 Lou Rockwell was his first chief of staff in 88, yeah. and Rockwell was a founder of the Mises Institute. He's done more for libertarianism than anybody probably on this planet without exaggeration Yeah, for the ideology and for the, but the buddy, spreading the word. But buddy, he said some bad things in the 80s and 90s that we don't like. <laughs> okay? Yeah, he said some... He he complained about political correctness in the movie Duck um, Mighty Ducks 2. 
So yeah, we have to write them off. Yeah, uh, Lonnie, and, and, Lonnie, my good friend Lonnie Dupree's in the chat, and he said that mighty that mighty ducks thing was funny though, and it was, it was hilarious. It was funny. Look, never mind. I don't want to say it to get you banned. I'll tell you off off the off the air. Um, but it was just whenever that mighty ducks article was written, I I I fucking read it recently. It's literally just an old man complaining about nothing. It's it's just like an old man being crotchety. That's your ammo against him. That's you're gonna write him off for that. Come on. Yeah, it's it's pretty stupid, man. And you know, we we also have people like Nick Sarwark posting uh, memes of Ron Paul with quotes that aren't even attributed to him. I mean, these are the kind of people we're dealing with. You know what I mean? We kind of it's so. So I wanted to get in a little bit into this a little bit with you because I what I was taking flack for today is that I call people like that nerds and dorks. Like I just don't. Yeah. Like I don't deal with them. I'm not going to sit there and go back and forth with them over their dumbass opinions about who I am or what my movement is. It's like I'm a fucking libertarian and I've been fighting for liberty in this country, legitimately traveling around this country doing all kinds of shit that they don't even ever talk about. Ballot access petitioning in Ohio, fuck, dumb shit, right? But it's like. They're talking shit to me because I called somebody a nerd or a dork online that's been attacking my family for four years. Yeah. That's, do you agree that that's exactly the way those people should be handled? Dude, the thing – can I tell you – do you know what I've been doing to Nick Starwark over the past couple of weeks or the past week or so? Oh, yes. Please talk about the memes. They're All my right. favorite. So I, I took a – so I was at Childerberg last weekend uh, over Memorial Day weekend, not last but the one before and uh, I got home, and I, I was laying in bed with both of my dogs. I took a picture with both of them, but one of them I was laying, and it looked really funny. Like I was laying sideways, and I had my dog with me, and it hit me. You know that picture of Sarwark where he's sitting after he got his vaccination, and he has like the Band-Aid on his arm? Uh, sorry, it's his, just this his, black and white. His Fauci ouchie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Ah. So uh, I just sent in the group chat, one of the group chats I made, and I was like, bro, can somebody take this picture of me and this picture of Sarwark and make it look like I'm like cuddling him and somebody immediately like within five minutes just drew it up and, and uh, sent it back. And every time I see him say every time some stupid Sarwark thing comes up on my timeline, I just respond with that. That's and it, it ratios him every time people love it and it's hilarious and it's got to be humiliating for him. Uh, like today he did one where um, uh, he, he made a quip about P- Peter Quinones who's going through a divorce right now and it's public yeah, that he's, that. he's getting a, a divorce. Shit that was. So he was like, people who are going through divorces shouldn't be assholes in public. And I just responded with the picture and tweeted, I know we're never getting divorced, sweetie. And what the fuck is he going to do against that? Here's the thing. If he says it's homophobic, I'll just say I'm gay. And if he says it's gay, I'll call him homophobic. <laughs> right. Well, that that was the funny. He can't win. <laughs> that was the funniest part about it because when the first time I saw that that picture was he posted uh, he posted something, and you're like, I can't wait till we meet in person because that's what you do, right? And it's like you, it's an obvious troll, and these people get so mad, and he's like, Why? What are you gonna do? And then you posted that picture, and you're like, Live, yeah. live my wildest the, dreams. Or the, some tweet, shit. the tweet was, yeah, to fulfill my lifelong fantasy <laughs> is what it was. And then and what's he, he gonna say? What do you say to that? Like, what the? How do you deal with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so good, man. That shit had me rolling so hard. That I, you know, here's I'm gonna let you in on a little secret about Nick Sarwark though. He, he doesn't post anything that he doesn't get ratioed on anymore. It's like it, it's hilarious because <laughs> I went, you know, I 
Fuck, when I started in 2017, when I initially ran for chair, I was running against Nick Sarwark. And, oh, okay. And uh, it was, he had like 12,000 followers on Twitter, and I had like 1,000. And I was like, I was like, you know, someday I'm going to beat this guy, man. I, it's not, it, maybe it won't be in a chair campaign, but I'm going to beat him at something, right? And so, like, I made it my life's mission to beat him in Twitter followers, and we passed him up like several months ago now. And, uh, and, and I posted about it, and all of his little simps came over, but he only has like 10 of them now. Back when I started, he had, like, everyone would ratio me and attack me or Michael Heiss. Now, mm-hmm. he doesn't make a post that has more l- likes than comments. Like, it doesn't yeah. happen anymore. You know what I mean? It's great. Oh, we got, a, we got another uh, uh, super chat from Rogue Liberty Pod. He says, who is this Turkish guy? He's based. Uh, but it's in pounds, so I don't know how to break that down. I don't know. Is it forty pounds? No. No, it's it's two pounds. I don't know what I don't know what the difference in that American money is. That's either. probably like three bucks. Yeah, he's a good. I don't know. Nice, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate. It. But so so uh, we had some other super chats too that I didn't get to address. Um, Riley James said, "Can we start a GoFundMe to have Nick do a twenty-three in me?" And then Level Zero said, "Nick doesn't need a twenty-three in me. He's a Laplander. He builds gazebos for his reindeer." Okay, the level zero, explain to me what a Laplander is. I think it's just like Scandinavian. I don't know. I'm not 100%. Uh, maybe he can say it. Or I she, think those I don't are the people from the North Pole, man. I think that's what they are. Oh, oh, way up there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go 23 and me. I'll tell you right now, it's mostly Italian. Like it, it, The joke is people think I look Turkish, which I guess I kind of do, uh, being that a bunch of people think I look Turkish. I don't know if I, I'm the one that can decide that, right? Um, but mostly Italian. But the thing about it is once you get over that area of the world, like that Mediterranean and then sort of into Eastern Europe, Middle East, like that area, they all kind of start looking kind of samey. Like Jewish people, people mistake me for being Jewish. People mistake me for being uh, Middle Eastern or Turkish. Uh, and lately I've just been saying I'm black because I have mostly Italian in me. So And you did a black face too. I did, yeah. So. But it, this is 2021, man. I'm pretty sure that you are whatever you say you are now. I'm transracial. I actually had in my bio for a bit that I was a BIPOC transbian with the pronoun she, her. Oof. That's, that's <laughs> like a, that makes you impervious to any attacks, I think. That's literally what the tweet was. I just said, I am now in, impervious to criticism or something like that. <laughs> that's great, man. It's true. It's true. I mean, you know, you're not allowed to say, listen, if it's just some white dude, you can say whatever you want. Who cares? We don't like those people anymore. But if it's, you know, any of those pronouns or any of that shit, you're not allowed to say shit, anything. I, it's, it's off limits. I, I, I'm a big fan of all the white racial slurs that Pulpo and the group had come up with. So I use those frequently on Twitter when somebody gets uppity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, it's funny because <laughs> I, I had Pulpo on my first show, and it's the only mm-hmm. one that YouTube will not let me monetize still, unfortunately. That's not surprising. Not at all. It was great. It was the best monologue. One of the best monologues I've ever had on this show. If you guys get a chance, go back and watch my very first episode. It was about Waco, uh, and I had Popo come on, and he just gave the most epic rant you will ever hear in your life. It was amazing. Um, and someday I'm going to get back to doing some of those solo shows, I think, once – you know, once the Patreon and everything's rolling in really good, I'll probably go. I'll probably start doing five shows a week, and that'll mean some solo shows too, where we can. Oh yeah. Bring the shit posters back, the Twitter shit posters, because that was those were so much fun, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had like that yeah. jar of mustard on and Clint. Mustaza, and, yeah. yeah. And, and so it was a lot of fun. I kind of got into this at this like uh you know platform where now I'm just having people on guests for the whole show and stuff. But I will get back there once I can do 
daily shows, and I think I think that's not too too far away. But um, so so what's up, man? What's next for uh, for Nick Ashley? Dude, I'm doing like everybody's show this week. Like yesterday, I was on Reed Coverdale. Saturday, I recorded with Rogue Liberty, who's in the chat right now. Uh, tomorrow, I'm doing a show with LB Munez, who's awesome. Oh, I love who that has, guy. Yeah, Munez people need to. He, he has like such a small Twitter following. He deserves so much more. That guy's great. He's really, really smart. Um, Wednesday, I'm doing another show. Uh, Friday, I'm doing a show with Tommy Salmons. Um, tonight, I'm actually going to be doing another thing because a power power hour thing. Uh, so it, I'm just trying to get everywhere and I, I don't know what's next as far as like the troll thing goes. Uh, cause I didn't think the, I've had two things take off the gay posting and the gazebo posting. So I don't know what's next, but who knows? I didn't, I never thought it had been gazebos and I never thought it had been a picture of me and Nick Sarwar cuddling. You just never, you never know where Twitter shit posting may take you, buddy. I That's mean, look right. At, look, you're, you're going on all these great podcasts. Not mine. Mine's just mine's a new podcast. Not that great yet. Uh, but, come on. But uh, well, Dave Smith did tell me that he watches my show, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, and he did. He did just follow me. So, Dave, I will gladly do blackface on part of the problem if you'll have me. Well, I don't know if you'll be able to do it on part of the problem, but maybe if they can bring you on Legion of Skanks, I don't think it'll be a big deal at all. Oh, that would be dope, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's what I said, I said uh, he's like he's talking about um, you know having having. Uh, uh, well, Archie back on or something. I'm like, nah, dude, bring him on to talk about his case on Legion of Skanks because you oh don't have to God. give any shits there whatsoever. Hey, could you imagine Big J just dumping into Archie? That would be the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. God, I wish Archie would go on Legion of Skanks. That would be wonderful. Well, the, the, the not a podcast boys, uh, Pulpo and, and Bert, uh, Neocon Remover, they're trying to get a campaign started to get Archie on uh, not a podcast, which would be hilarious, oh but God. I don't think it's ever going to happen. They would rip him apart, dude. He would leave. Yeah, there's no way he would stay for, the, for the ride. Oh, my God. Do you listen to that podcast? Do you actually listen? Yes. Dude, yeah. it's, it's one of the probably the most underrated podcasts out there. That and Slurp Gang are the most underrated podcasts out in the world right now. <laughs> Yeah, the the they just talked about on uh, not a podcast. They just they talked about the the, the Sarwark picture, and Lee Enfield said he was it was his favorite picture right now. So I'm 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 proud of that. <laughs> That's a, it is a good picture, and it's like it's making the rounds. I mean, people are people are posting it all over the place. Like I said, dude, you never know where shit posting might take you. You know, I don't know, man. What are you guys going to talk about tonight on Tower Power? I don't know. That's kind of one of those things that is. If, since it's IRL shit posting, that's one you never know where it's going to go. Uh, Toad and and uh, Cole already have. Oh, I said his name. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I'm sorry. Uh, they yeah, already. Heard that. They always <laughs> ask like questions. Like whenever we had Drew Hancock and LB Muniz on, we asked like if they prefer tits or ass. That was one of their ideas. It was probably Toad's idea. Um, they 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 asked. Whenever we had James Gentleman and Magnus Panvidia on, we all went around saying whether or not we would fuck Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, like, they he's, were so shocked that I said no. I mean, come on. He's pretty thick, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so who knows? Maybe I, I don't know what they're going to want to ask Ryan Dawson. I hope it's not something about Israel because I would rather not get banned on every single platform like he has. That's unfortunate for him, but I don't want to suffer that shit. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, I don't know if you get banned, but you will get like a six hour talk about Israel. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. I'm excited to have Ryan on. I, I got to figure out how to navigate all the stuff that I want to talk about with Ryan. Cause he's a really smart guy, man. 
Yeah, for sure. He's I've been listening to a lot of his stuff lately. I discovered him from Reed Coverdale, actually, like just within the past couple of months, uh, which <laughs> censorship works like they, they taken him. They take him off of everything. Yeah. I never knew about him. And he's been he's been at this for for like a decade and a half. He's been doing this for a long time sure. and I hadn't even heard of him. Well, and think about think about people like Magnus Panvedia, who we've we've both had on our shows. Uh, they took his like drop shipping away from him, man. Like literally everything. He can't even he can't even make like merch to sell anymore. It's yeah. crazy, dude. It's but crazy. it's a private company, bro. Oh, bro, it's a private company, bro. Yeah, when all these big tech companies gang up on you together and take your entire livelihood away, I don't think it's I don't think it's a and, private company anymore. And specifically because he is an enemy of the state. Go figure. And nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, I've, I've been getting throttled recently, so I uh, um, got a wonderful friend who is now doing clips of the show for me, and uh, and uh, I've had, I'm trying to figure out which, it was two clips now, so we did, no, we have four clips now, and so the uh, the first clip that went up was Dave Smith, um, and that one didn't, that one's still on my page. Then we did a Scott Horton clip, and... It was up for a little while and then disappeared from my timeline completely. And, and like you can still find it if you have the link, but it's not on my timeline anymore. It's gone. That's crazy, man. And then, they, and then we did a Hotep Jesus one. Same thing. Gone. And then we did Zuby and Zuby stays up. Really crazy, dude. Like how they just they just like and I'm sure you've been kicked a few times yourself, man. Well, the Twitter one, the first one was because I dropped the C-bomb. I think what happened was I dropped, I said bitch and the C-bomb in the same tweet in reply to somebody. So I think Twitter assumed it was a gendered attack and immediately banned me. Uh, The algorithm caught it. So it wasn't like I got reported from a bunch of people. I think Twitter just sensed like bitch and the C-bomb and was like, no, that's a that's an attack. That's a sexist attack on women. Uh, I've appealed five or six times and they've denied it every time. But I'm on this new account and I'm almost back where I was, so I'll be all right. Uh, the second one, I, I came back with an account and changed my name to Nick Ashley too quickly. I didn't, I wasn't aware that you had to like hang out for a bit and not, uh, uh, no, not reveal yourself. And I revealed myself way too quickly. Sure. This one, I'm doing all right. So I'm gonna try to behave. I was scared to get banned uh, because the. Uh, <laughs> The, the whole uh, issue with that was slash were suicide meme. I did post the picture, but it was only in reply to one of my posts for context. So I think that's why I skated because I know for sure I got reported from the people that were coming after me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. These people love to report you when they see something they don't like, man. It's just, it's pretty ridiculous uh, ganging up on somebody who you, you know they're there to troll. Why don't you just shut up and stop watching? That too. <laughs> uh, we'll fight. Thank you for the super chat. He said, Nick is my favorite secret Sarwark lover. Damn, it's not secret, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Allergies kill me. It's not the Rona, I promise. Well, it could be. I spent the weekend in Chicago around a lot of people, so who knows? Dude, having allergies during this coronavirus is just awful, isn't it? Every time you sniffle, they're like, oh, well, now it's kind of subsided, but yeah. man, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, thankfully, because now now's the time when my allergies get really, really, really fucking bad. Like, mm-hmm. like going in through uh, the, the the spring and summer, man. And then I moved to the Midwest, left California, where the allergies weren't as bad. Now I'm dying. Um, oh, our uh, so acid dropsy in the chat is the guy who uh, created Whiskey grenade. Yeah, he's the, he's the man who created the intro and outro for uh, break the cycle. 
amazing man. He knows a thing or two about wood chippers, apparently. Um, <laughs> he said he showed up just to ogle, ogle your guitars. Yeah, if you look, there's a uh, antiwar.com and a Mises Institute sticker on my Telecaster right there. Nice. It looks man. legible on the show there. American made or what? Uh, I think Mexican made. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. I, you know, I'm Hispanic, so. Yeah, Hispanic, Turkish, Italian. And <laughs> I'm everything. Cottonarchus calls me a world baby, but I don't know what that means, but that's whatever. <laughs> sounds sounds racist, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, naturalist capitalist uh, Reed Coverdell says, Nick Ashley supports child labor laws. Do you know why he's saying that? Have you seen the ruckus? I have. I, I actually I actually posted that, too. So the, New Hampshire posted about the uh, about legalizing child labor and i said man i remember when i had a uh, paper route when i was nine it was the greatest thing ever i wish i i wish i could give that to my son so that he could learn the value of of working for your money uh, but unfortunately i can't because your stupid fucking laws so yeah what, what did you say about it well i haven't said anything publicly yet but i'm like what the problem is whenever people and this was a this was a flawed I, in my opinion the tweet was not the best way to word it like you have to approach it differently i guess i think i know who made the tweet by the way because i was just informed it was elp new hampshire right and i was just informed one of the people who has access to that account i think i know who it was so i understand why he would do what he would do that but when people think child labor they think like children working in a coal mine or like in a factory like sweatshop working 18 hours a day like that's what we think and not we, but, you know, people, blue-pilled normies or whatever you would say. And they, they, you know, 12 years of public schooling is beaten into people's heads that, oh, if it weren't for the benevolent government that stepped in and illegalized child labor, we would still have people, you know, children losing their foot in, uh, in a factory making Fords. Uh, so that's what people think. That's what's beaten to our brains about child labor. But if you really think about it, child labor, labor is not like, literal manual labor it just means working like a, a kid folding clothes for his parents that's technically child labor but he's doing it for free you know what i mean like if a kid wants to mow lawns or like you just said a paper out which is like a quintessential american thing kid having a paper out just on his bicycle but not in the morning it's over kids can't yeah. do it anymore so that's not labor so much as i mean by definition maybe i guess it is but it's not the the general like connotation of labor kind of implies it's hard and physical that's not what we really mean when we're talking about child labor and a lot of kids would be better off learning how to weld learning how to like do carpentry learning how to build 900 pound gazebos dude you know seriously. instead of being in instead of being in like trigonometry whenever there's whenever they're 15 or whatever you know you know what i mean uh i know you're not trigonometry that young i just a general i don't know why i said that <laughs> but a lot of kids would be better off doing that rather than going through 12, 13 years of school uh, that they just they they wasted three or four years on high school when they could have been learning a trade and be way ahead of everybody else. Sure. No, and I agree. I agree fully. And uh, I think I had, let's see, I did uh, the paper route at nine. I think I worked at my local gym cleaning the pool and mowing the lawn on Saturday and Sunday mornings at like 12 or 13 and then i went and started working for the construction company that my mom was the the bookkeeper for at like 14 or 15 when i stopped going to high school full-time and stuff so um let's see trey 50 daniel says at least we have the better nick here thank you sir <laughs> uh and clint griffin there are no labor labor laws on the farm that's why everyone likes to hire farm kids 
Is that true, or is he just shit posting? I can't. No, he's I'm not serious. Sure. It's true. I, you know, when you when you grow up on a farm family, you think the kids the kids are. Oh, working? I see what you mean. Okay, I, I misinterpreted it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've been working. I mean, as long as I can remember, man, a long time. You know, even though people like to call me a deadbeat and like say I don't. Have oh yeah, dude. I wanted to say too, since I got since since I'm on your show, like it just really disgusts me. All the people who are going after you for like the child support garbage and the you being a deadbeat and everything. It's like you work and I've spoken to you about this personally. I know you work like every, sometimes you'll do six twelves a week, you know, and I, it, it was at the point where you posted a pay sub showing how much, you know, how much time you had worked that week and, uh, 72 hour weeks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and like you adopted kids that were not your own a bad person doesn't do the shit that you do like i don't care what anyone says and i know you know this already but it i know it may mean something to hear from me but you're a good fucking dude and i hate the fact that people go after you on absolute garbage accusations like just bullshit that's not even true yeah i appreciate it, man i wish i wish they'd go after me for my shit posting but it's always about untrue shit yeah it, that would really uh, that would really aggravate me if like if i made a troll post and they were like oh yeah well you didn't uh you you, you did something bad back then so the no, man. Take the bait. Fuck. That's aggravating. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild, man. But, you know, what are you going to do, buddy? What are you going to do? It's the Internet. It's not for everybody. If I had thin skin, I wouldn't be there anymore, I'm sure. That's true. And uh, and if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, this show with Mr. Nick Ashley, it should be toughen the fuck up. Stop letting everything you see online offend you. It's the Internet. Maybe if you're offended by it, you shouldn't be on it. Sure. Damn straight. <laughs> Where the hell can uh, all these wonderful people find you at, Nick? Well, anything I do is going to be uploaded to individualistpodcast.com. Uh, if you like me on, if you like me here, follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore individual. Well, it remains to be seen how long this account will last. So if I have to come back with another one, you'll be one of the first ones to know. Uh, so, yeah, I always have the latest episode of the show posted as the pinned tweet on my Twitter account. So if you go there, it's going to be right there. Last one we did was a Childerberg recap with Cotton, which was great. So if you're interested, check it out. Follow this man on Twitter. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Thank you, Nick, so much for coming on my show, man. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely, brother. We'll see you soon. All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Fuck, I love Nick so much. He's so cool. Definitely go follow him. Check him out. Go watch his wars on Twitter. They're amazing, amazing, amazing. I think the only other wars that are as much fun to watch are Ace Arcist, and that's just because he will quote tweet every single thing someone says in reply to him. It is a good time. Go check out our sponsors, guys. Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs. Not Turkish, Italian. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, my friend, my partner, toplobster.com, for all your wonderful graphic needs, please go give this man your money. It's how I pay him for the show. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And new tier or uh, new perk for the Patreon. If you become a patron of any of the tiers that lets you into the Discord server, I think it's $5 a month or up, uh, you will get first dibs on new Top Lobster merch. Uh, weeks before it's released to the general population at like a 30% discount, man. You cannot beat that. Super cool stuff. Uh, you're going to have all the best gear. Everyone in the movement's wearing a Top Lobster now. So go to toplobster.com. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, anthemplanning.com. Wonderful people. All your emergency and crisis planning needs. See what they can do for your business today. See what's coming up on the show. Uh, Wednesday, I got my friend Angela McCardle on. 
super stoked. Uh, we're hoping that she will be the chair of the National Libertarian Party in 2022. Very excited to have her on. Uh, like I said, as someone who has run for chair twice now, it's going to be a good conversation, I promise you. And on Friday, I will have Olivia Rondau on. Uh, we have had a little beef about which state is the best for wrestling. She is a big-time collegiate wrestler. Uh, very awesome, liber- liberty-leaning conservative. Uh, she is great. She's got a great show. Uh, I'm excited to have her on. And getting a little bit ahead of myself, next week I'm going to have my damn good friend, Michael Heiss, on the show. Very excited. Hopefully he won't chew gum on my show. Uh, he may, but may not. Love the guy to death. That is one of my best friends in this movement. That's going to be a great show. We have been through so much shit together over the last four years that uh, that episode is probably going to be very cathartic for both of us. Be there or be square. Guys, please check out the Patreon or the subscribe star if you hate Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com back, backslash uh, break the cycle JS. Sign up. Throw the amount of a Starbucks uh, uh, drink at the show every month. Get some cool perks and uh, get into a pretty cool community in, in Discord with some great people. Or you guys can sign up right here on the YouTube using the join link right underneath all of my videos uh, to get yourself some pretty cool badges for the chat and some hand-drawn emojis by our good friend Top Lobster. Check that stuff out. I will see you guys on Wednesday for my show with Angela McArdle. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain. But I just can't in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just can't in Minecraft Well, Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just can't in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it No product finish, get so close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a poet